Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in our homeschool, or you'll just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So today we're going to have a discussion about homeschooling high school. I recently asked my um, listeners, actually I did a little poll over there on Instagram, and um, I asked for some input on topics, and this was one that came up quite a few times. So I wanted to talk about um, homeschooling high school and why we are still homeschooling high school and how we've gotten through it because we are almost to the end. We've had our second college acceptance today and we are just a few months away from actually graduating our first. So before we get started, I want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing publisher of Christian resources and um, you can find them over at Apologia.com. Right now there's all kinds of um, resources for your family celebrating Christmas so go over and check that out. So like I said, I wanted to talk today about homeschooling high school, not necessarily how to do it, because I know a lot of you out there really want me to tell you how to do it. But to be honest with you, I don't feel qualified to tell you how to do it. I feel absolutely comfortable talking about why we do it, um, why we have chosen to homeschool through high school and how it has worked for us, what maybe I'll be tweaking in the future with my next three now that we're um, graduating one soon. Um, So I'll kind of go and give you my experience with it, how we keep it simple still in high school. You know, we um, do not go overboard and, you know, the things that have worked and what hasn't worked and really what God has been teaching me through this whole journey, um, especially in high school. So if you do not know our story, our backstory of how we began homeschooling, you will want to listen to the episode called The Unlikely Homeschooler. I will link it there in the podcast webpage episode for this um, for this uh, episode today, um, and you can find it in the archives there of the podcasts. But I did that one several years ago, and I told the story of how we decided to homeschool. And rather than go through that whole story again, I will just give you a brief synopsis. I have four children. When my oldest was five years old and was ready to begin kindergarten, I felt that God called us to homeschool. And that is all well and good, except I didn't want to homeschool. And in fact, I really didn't know anything about homeschooling. But it's a really long story. It's a really actually beautiful story and a testimony of what God does. But he literally called me um, to homeschool. And it was nothing on my own that I 
ever intended to do. It wasn't even on our radar. We had quite a few obstacles in the early years, um, and God has just been amazing. I can't believe that we're even at this place that we are finishing our 13th year of homeschool at the end of this school year. So obviously, I stepped out in faith. I didn't want to homeschool. We said we would do it for just one year, um, and here we are. I know many of you out there probably said the same thing, right? You were there at your little kindergartner and said, we'll just do it for one year. For me, I was like, I'll just do it for one year. I'll get it out of my system. I'll obey God for this one year. (laughs) But God clearly had other plans for us. And I am so grateful because I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, And as we get towards the end of this journey, I'm sure I'll be talking a lot more about it. And um, really, you know, when I think about the scope of this journey and how we started and we didn't want to, and I had so many things against me, the main thing was my parents. Um, They were extremely against our decision to homeschool and it's just been amazing to see the whole journey Um, many of you know I talked about this as well that it took about 10 years but our parents came my parents they came around they truly know now that homeschooling is the best thing for our family but they didn't always feel that way and it was very difficult in the early years so I would encourage you to check out that podcast episode if you want to hear the whole story I also wrote about it in my book called home which is available on Amazon and paperback and Kindle you can hear a little bit more about the story there and I'm sure I have other um Uh, blog posts about it and such and if I find them I will link those up as well so here we are in our 13th year it's sort of surreal um, because I said I didn't want to do this we were going to do it for one year and even after we were um, in the thick of it for a few years I clearly never thought that we would homeschool high school like that just seemed crazy to me I really thought well we'll just do this Um, you know, really every year I was like, well, one more year, what can one more year hurt? (laughs) And I'm trying to remember when I actually realized they weren't going to school for high school, they would be homeschooled, I guess, somewhere in the middle school years. I remember when I had Ethan, he's 10 now. um, So my daughter would have still only have been little, she would have only been seven. I remember though, um, my mother at that time was very against us homeschooling did say to me I remember her asking me when I was pregnant with Ethan will you are you ever going to send them to school and we were only a few years in at that point maybe two two years in at that point and I remember saying oh yeah of course like we're not going to do this forever and here we are so you know Make your plans, but God can always change them. And he did, but I know he did for the better. So I'm guessing they were probably in middle school and we, or my daughter, I should say, was in middle school when I probably realized this is, we're in this for the long haul. I mean, I've always said, people asked me all the time in the early years, and I say asked me because no one really asks me anymore because I think they get it. But people did ask me all the time back then, like, how long do you plan on doing this? And... You know, for a while I did think, well, we'll probably not do it forever. Um, But then I realized God is the one who called me to this journey and he told me to do it. 
And when he tells me to stop, I'll stop. And that's been my answer for many years now. It continues to be my answer because although I do not foresee putting my children in school ever, um, I could never say never, right? I always have to leave that door open for whatever God calls me to. And if he called me to put them in school, I absolutely would do it because I'm following God. I'm obeying God. Um, However, I don't see that in the plans right now, um, at least where he has us. So um, we decided to homeschool high school, like I said, you know, probably in the middle school years. And I have to admit, it was a scary thing for us to do high school because for those of you who have followed me for a long time, you know that I am what I call a loosey-goosey homeschooler. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't say that in a, in, um, a way that we're like, um, unschoolers or we don't have any, you know, um, um, formal schooling, um, but loosey goosey in that we kind of fall in that middle range of, especially when they were younger, you know, having formal work versus letting them learn through real life. And so, High school for us was a bit of a transition because I knew that if they had the goals for college, that we would need to keep records and we would need to grade and we would need to, you know, do certain things. Now, I have to um, say this as well, because this is really important for those of you listening. When I talk about homeschooling, it's always from my experience. I am never saying this is what you should do. I am not one of those authors and speakers that tell you what to do or tell you that this is the way we did it and this is the best way and buy into my way because it's not. This is the best way for our family and this is what God has called our family to do but I would never go as far as telling someone else to copy me I encourage you to glean all you can from our journey and from our family's story but ultimately God is writing your story and yours is a unique story um, your family so always listen to him above anyone else especially me but above anyone else always listen to God glean from others but truly, truly um, follow what he has for your family. So I'm also saying for us, I always have to make sure I remind people that every state is different. And in New Jersey, where I live, we don't have any homeschooling rules. I know, it's crazy, right? (laughs) I feel like God was so gracious that I live in New Jersey and we had no rules because I probably wouldn't have started (laughs) in the early years if I, I probably would have been too intimidated and I probably wouldn't have started. Now, would it be good on the other hand, going through all these years to have accountability and someone to answer to? I believe so. Um, But so in New Jersey, we don't have to tell anybody what we're doing. We don't have to um, file anything. We don't have to keep records for anyone. And we don't have to answer to anyone. The only thing we are required to do is give a education to our children that is equal to, you know, what they would get. But nobody, there's no testing. There's no, there's really no um, other rules. So we're basically like our own private school and we call the shots and, um, she will get a diploma at the end of the year that we will, you know, homeschool diploma, um, not accredited from the state or anything like that. So I'm just, you know, putting that out there. Um, and just 
as a wonderful thing to add. She has been accepted to two colleges already. Um, so that's very exciting. So we did it. Like today, she got her second acceptance to college. And it was just, you know, such a good feeling as a homeschooling mom to be like, I don't even want to say we did it. God did it. I know for a fact that he did it. You know, he got us through to this point. But it's like, it works. It worked. You know, we did it. So um, for us, homeschooling high school is about a million things more than academics. So I know many of you out there are listening and you want to know the nitty gritty, like exactly what curriculum I use and test scores and transcripts and all that. And you know what, there's a lot of great resources out there to help you with that. Not my expertise. And I don't want it to be quite honestly, that's not my focus. My expertise and my focus is to point you to Jesus. I know, I know, I can't help myself. But really, why do we homeschool high school? That's what I want to talk about, how we got through it. Yes, I'll tell you about some of the specifics and how we did it. But really the heart, you know, it's always for me the heart about why we did it and um, why we will continue to do it and how it's going for us. So all that being said, you're not going to hear a lot of the how-tos and and this isn't going to be, you know, how-to homeschool high school. You'll hear my story. And hopefully it encourages you. And hopefully, like I said, you'll glean information. If you have questions, you can email me anytime. I am always happy to answer questions. Um, so let's see. We are, you know, halfway through, I guess, senior year, I would say, close to halfway. Let's go back to freshman year. So here we are, newbies to high school. We got through middle school. Um, our early years were very Charlotte Mason style. We did a lot of... Um, you know, historical fiction. We did. We didn't do worksheets or traditional textbooks for the most part. We did a lot of reading. We did composer study and artist study and all this stuff. And you know what? Looking back, I don't know. I don't know sometimes if they remember half of the things we did. You know, I look back and I'm like, don't you remember when we read that book or we did that study? They're like, huh? So sometimes I look at the early years and I'm like, hmm. A lot of it didn't really matter as much as I think it did. Now, it definitely mattered, but um, the learning, it's hard to just even encompass this in one podcast. The learning that happened um, when they were younger has so much more, I feel like, to do with just the lifestyle of homeschooling and the real life learning and the relationship building with our kids. The number one thing for us in our homeschool, looking back, and why we will continue to do it is the relationships, the family growth, um, and obviously building our family on the word of God being the foundation of our homeschool. Um, so when my daughter was uh, entering into middle school is when we sort of transitioned from, you know, me doing everything with her or them because we did a lot of stuff together with the younger ones. So she's the oldest and then I have three boys. Um, she, they're, they're all two years apart and then the youngest is three years. So um, right now she's 17, then we have 15, 13, and 10. 
So, you know, they were all little at once at one time. And then she got to the middle school grades and she started to sort of transition away from mommy, you know, doing science with her. That was the first thing we did in middle school was stop doing science together. And she had her own science curriculum. And so we sort of transitioned in the middle school years into a more independent homeschool rather than mommy doing a lot of read alouds and, you know, me helping her with a lot of things. It sort of transitioned in a natural way as she got older and then when we approached into the high school years then it really became all independent work I'll never forget her very first day of homeschooling in ninth grade of homeschooling high school I should say in ninth grade and she cried and she cried and she cried and I was like honey what's the matter and she's like there's just so much you know it was a transition she felt overwhelmed I sort of gave her the schedule and said, this is what you're going to need to do for the week. So we didn't keep a schedule like every single day was mapped out. It was a week schedule and get it done. There was five days there worth of work and you can break it up just how it is on the schedule between those five days or you can get it all done on Monday and you can be ahead. Like I really gave her the freedom to do that. And for the most part, everything got done by Friday and Rarely did she, you know, do everything ahead, but maybe sometimes she worked on certain subjects for one day, you know, more intensely than on others. So, um, but everything was usually done by the end of the week. And it really helped her to grow independently and to learn independently and to be able to manage her time well and to just develop these skills that she will need for her life anyway. So I have to be honest here. We, I'm all about like always finding a curriculum and sticking to it. And for high school, we have floundered every single year. We've used something different. I'm serious. We're at senior year and we've used four different kind of things. However, there were basics that were always the same like math and science. Um, But for like the history and the language arts, we have tried different things. Still in high school, we have tried sort of different things. Um, Sophomore and junior year, though, actually, I shouldn't say four different things. Sophomore and junior year, we used sunlight both of those years. And we really, really, really liked it. Um, And the reason I didn't go with it this year for senior year was she was practically done with most of her credits that she needs. And so it didn't need to be so intensive. And so I sort of scaled back a little and just kind of Um, got different things but anyway so freshman year she used Ambleside which was great however this was my problem for us not you know I don't have a problem with Ambleside for us jumping into it in the ninth grade year was probably not the right way to go we were not used to it we hadn't done the previous years and it was a lot of reading and a lot of um, a lot of work that she wasn't used to However, it was a wonderful program, and she got a lot out of it. It was American history. Um, It was wonderful. There was a ton of reading, which is good for her. Same thing with Sunlight. She's a great reader, and she likes to read, so it was great for her. Um, And then this year, I've sort of given her um, master books for history, and um, I think it's another master books for British literature. And so we sort of have a little bit more loosey-goosey this year of just subjects kind of broken up and they're all kind of from different places. And like I said, it's her senior year and she's really just kind of taking a few things she doesn't even have to, but looked good on her transcript and, you know, um, 
also just you know anything left that she needs to fulfill in order to complete high school so this year looks a little bit different than the other years it's a little bit more scattered um, but that's like I said just trying to fill in those credits so now that I mentioned transcripts let's talk about that now I'm not going to tell you how to do the transcript there's a million resources out there online and I am not the one to be giving <laughs> advice on the transcript However, this is something I will say, if you want to take my advice on this, you are not creating a transcript. You are forming a person, okay? You are not in high school solely trying to create a good-looking transcript. You are forming an adult. And I am telling you this because I see so many people wrapped up in the transcript. What is it going to look like? I have to have, you know, we have to have all the right extracurriculars and we have to have all the perfect classes and do we have AP and dual credit and do we have this and do we have that? Don't sweat it. Focus on your child. Focus on your child. We were kind of surprised when it came down to the transcript, how small it actually is. It's a list of the classes that, you know, that she took. I don't, I didn't need all the things I thought I needed, like to go above and beyond and, and make it look just so. No, you know what mattered most for her college acceptances? The essays that she wrote, which reflected who she was. You are growing your child into an adult do not get wrapped up on how it looks on paper and I know that there are people out there that they want that um, college and that scholarship and you know the success of the world out there and and the way to do that is to have that transcript but I would ask you what are your goals for your child do you want them to be successful in the world's eyes or do you want them to be successful in God's eyes? And what does God have planned for your child? Because guess what? It might be very different than what you have planned for your child. And it might be very different than what your child even thinks that their plans are. And we've had a lot of these talks recently with my daughter. You know, we've it's been a lot more difficult than I ever imagined senior year in different ways like I thought that the senior year would be hard because I'd be sentimental and oh it's my baby and my first one graduating and woe is me she's not little anymore and that's not the heaviness that I feel in senior year because quite frankly, I'm thrilled with the young adult she's becoming. I love watching her grow up. Yes, do we have that, you know, um, sentimentality when it comes to the younger years and the baby years? Yes. But do I want to go back? No. Because that's not what God intended. God wants us to be excited for their futures and to, you know, let them be who he called them to be. So the heaviness for me comes from that, like, are that you know the decisions that have to be made do we go to college do we go away to college do we stay home for college do we even go to college do we do a gap year do we do internships apprenticeships there's so many ways you know that we can go from here and so 
that heaviness has been bigger than I ever imagined it to be. But I know that I have said all along to my daughter that our job is to fulfill God's purpose for her, to help her find what God has created her to be. And isn't that exciting that God already knows? God already has it planned, you know, because we're in this place like, well, what if we mess up and make the wrong decision? And I keep reminding myself and my daughter, I'll say, even in the mess ups, he's got it. He's sovereign. He knows he'll work through it. But our biggest job for senior year is to pray and pray and seek his will. And I have literally submitted like, you know, when you say you submit and you're like, yes, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do, but you're still secretly holding on a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Do you do that? I do that. Not like being disobedient, but you, you hold on because it's really hard to submit all the way. So you kind of like 98% submit. But this year I have really 100% said God, wherever you want her to go is where I want her to go after this senior year. And that brings me peace. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a struggle. It's a struggle to stay at that 100%. Because the unknown is just the unknown, right? And as humans in our flesh, we don't like the unknown. But God is there. He knows. So I want to encourage you in your high school journey, I want to encourage you wherever you are in your homeschooling journey, focus on what is God's plan. You know, like my daughter has things that she desires to do and passions and her heart, you know, it beats for certain things, right? What she wants to do and and the passions and the desires that, that she has and the gifts. She has a lot, a lot of gifts. And I tell her all the time, like, God has given you those gifts and those desires and those passions for a reason. And you are to figure out how to use those for him, right? What does the world tell us us to do? Go find the most successful job, climb the corporate ladder, make the most money, get the big house, get the nice car, and you're successful. That is not success for us. Our, Our idea of success is... A girl who is following after God, seeking him first. That is my goal for her. That is success for her. You need whatever year you are in homeschooling to keep that at the forefront. And if you're homeschooling high school and you're starting to get bogged down and you're starting to get confused because it can be a difficult time. I get it. There's a weight of responsibility on us as homeschooling parents. But if you continue to go back and go back and say, God, I will submit. I will Lay my child at your feet and say, this child is yours. Do what you will with them. And I will walk right alongside them and encourage them. And I will point them to you in every decision. You can't go wrong. It's a hard It's hard to stay there, especially when you're surrounded by all the talk about high school. I mean, I feel like I go against a little bit of that cultural, even in the homeschool culture, you know, of the standards and and meeting the standards and that well-rounded transcript and, you know, taking all the best classes and all this. Guess what? 
It said English 101, English one, you know, 201, whatever. <laughs> it said world history. No one asked what curriculum we used. No one was looking at any of that. But you know what was so exciting? And I'm saying on the transcript, and she was accepted into colleges. And you know what was so exciting for me? She applied to a Bible college, and she applied to a secular college, public college. Now, we don't know where she's going to end up. Only God knows. And before you all write to me and say, how could you have your daughter apply to a, a secular college, a public college? This is between our family and God, and we truly believe that she will end up where she's going to end, you know, where he wants her. And I'm fine with wherever it is. So we're trusting God. Um, but the beautiful thing is she wrote her essay and she talked about her salvation. She talked about Jesus. Now, this was the essay for the public college of where, of, um, you know, talking about her strengths and who she is and this, you know, autobiographical essay. And she said, I'm not changing it. I'm going to write exactly what I told the Bible college. I'm going to tell my salvation story. I'm going to talk about how I'm using my gifts to glorify God. And if they don't like it, then I don't want to go there. And she was accepted with that, which makes my heart happy. Because whether she goes there or not, somebody out there read her testimony in that secular college. So um, we don't know where she will end up. Very well could be the Bible college. Um, but that's between her and God. And that's between us and God. And we'll see. We'll see. We're not at all um, in that place yet where we will know. Um, and it could be a gap year. We'll see about that as well. So anyway, back to homeschooling high school. If you're afraid to homeschool high school, don't be. Because if God wants you to homeschool high school, you're going to homeschool high school. And if you are on your knees daily and you are asking God and seeking him first, you will be okay. Now, let's talk about the testing. <laughs> well, the testing scared me. The SATs. I don't know if you do, you know, the ACT, the SAT. For us in our area, it's generally the SAT. Um, and I have to admit, it was very difficult for my daughter because we were not test takers. We didn't do standardized testing. We did it once in first grade. <laughs> we hadn't done it since. So it was a whole new ball game for us. She prepared as much as she could, you know, with the Khan Academy and all that stuff. But I never wanted her to feel like the test was a reflection of her because basically it's saying that you can take the test well. And I'm not going to get into all my opinions about the testing, but I will say that I'm not a fan. But, you know, in order to do it uh, for the colleges, you do it. I have to say one college um, did not require SATs and she still got in without them. And the other college did and she got in with her scores. So, you know, we're not a fan of it. It was sort of like you have to do it. She was disappointed in her score. She didn't do terribly, but you know, she didn't get a perfect score. And so um, I had to remind her that that test is not a reflection of who you are. When I look at the things she's accomplished, she, she is involved at our church, she leads worship, she works with kids. I won't list all the things. She does a million different things. And I know her as a person, and I've seen her ups and her downs and her growth. There is no test that could measure that. And there is no way 
that even if she bombed the test, I would be disappointed in her because it's a test. You take it in a few hours in a very uncomfortable setting, especially if you're a homeschooler. She had to go to a local school that she's never been in a school (laughs) with all the kids on a Saturday morning. You know, the environment itself is not a great um, place to take a test. And, you know, her strengths are not measured on that test. So that's my little opinion about that. Um, Yes, the test helps, though in getting scholarship monies. So that becomes important. It really just how much of the game do you want to play and how important is it to you? And do you need that money? And, you know, unfortunately, you can spend a lot of time learning how to think and learning things that are exciting to you and learning things that you're passionate about. And, um, you know, learning by doing and hands-on, or you can spend hours and hours, you know, preparing to take a test. And actually, my son said to me, he's in high school as well, uh, and he'll be taking the test next year. And he said to me, um, oh, so the test base, the test basically measures how well you can take the test, because I'm showing him like these test taking strategies and how to, you know, strategize. And he's like, so it's not really measuring what I know, it's measuring how well I take this test, <laughs> like basically. So, you know, you can spend hours and hours and invest money and time into getting a great score, or you can spend hours and hours investing in your child. And I would much rather them um, be thinkers and doers and compassionate and loving their neighbor and loving the Lord than have a perfect test score. Now, that doesn't mean you can't do all those things and have a per- perfect test score, right? Because there's people out there who can do that. But my point is, if they don't do well, it's not a reflection you know, for us as a homeschool mom, immediately, it's like, I've failed, they didn't get a perfect score, they didn't get, you know, the highest whatever ranking or percentile. And I just had to remind myself that that is not the way God equipped me to homeschool. He equipped some of those homeschool moms out there to do that. But it wasn't in our journey to be so focused on it. Um, And so that, so we were okay with that. And again, that's my story. That might not be your story. And I know that when we get into these kind of topics about tests and transcripts and everybody has a different way. I'm not saying my way is the right way. But if you can be encouraged that if your child isn't, you know, um, a great test taker or you have homeschooled differently like we never homeschooled for a test we homeschooled to educate to learn and to think and to grow and to know the lord so for us it's not like i'm surprised like oh my goodness you didn't get a perfect score because we didn't ever intend to to teach that way again that's just us so i want to encourage you homeschooling high school is 100% doable with God in control. If God isn't calling you to homeschool high school, that's okay too. Again, it's between you and God. So many people ask me, what should I do? And, And I always have to just like say, this is what we've done. And this is how God has worked in our family. But 
That doesn't mean that's how God is working in your family. You have to completely surrender these decisions to him and let him lead you. Now, I have another son in high school. He's a sophomore, and he is homeschooling probably completely even differently than my daughter. Remember I said sunlight and Ambleside? Well, he is not my reading guy, my language arts guy. You know, he reads just what he has to for school, and then he is on his computer. He does 3D animation. As you guys know, Steve is a graphic designer, and my son is surpassing him in knowledge already. <laughs> and Steve, you know, has been doing this 20-something years and has his own business. So we have no doubt that he's going to go into that field and that he is um, going to do you know, whatever God has created him. We know how God has wired him. Um, so for him, it's basically like, let me get my schoolwork done so I can go do the things I love. And yes, he has to get his schoolwork done because I do need to have him fulfill the credits that he needs for high school. But then I let him spend his hours upon hours creating and animating and doing all the things he does. The cool thing is that this year I found an art school online. It's an, I mean, it's an art school, an art college, a university um, out in California. And they offer pre-college classes and they're online. And he did his first one this um, fall semester and he loved it. And it was so good for him. And uh, he passed, and it was a great experience. So he'll be doing another one. Now, my daughter, people always ask about dual enrollment. I'll touch on that as well. We did not do dual enrollment for her. The reason being is if she goes to the Bible college, she will get a Bible degree along with her regular degree with her major. And the general eds are completely different than if you were to go to the local community college and say, let me get some of my general eds done. Okay, she in in the what she's looking to do, she will not have the usual general eds to fulfill. So we didn't want to risk taking things that weren't going to transfer over later. And it really just never worked out for us to do dual enrollment. I know a lot of people do it and love it, but we never did, and I don't regret that right now. So um, just to, you know, throw that out there. You don't have to do it. Um, is it a good thing? Yes, you can earn credits. You know, financially it makes sense. But for us, we just weren't sh we weren't sure what the future would hold, and we didn't want to take the classes, and then they didn't transfer over. So you know, looking ahead for college, we're really. Um, excited about the possibilities that they have, like if my son goes to art school and for my daughter, you know, to really just focus on the things that they love and not have to kind of pay all, you know, money for all these classes that they're never going to really use, but they're just like the general the general ed classes. So for both of them in college, their paths look like they can have sort of very concentrated focus on their classes. Um, so again, if you are wondering about homeschooling high school, I'm always happy to answer your questions. I'm not the expert on homeschooling high school. Like I said, I share our journey. So far, my daughter and my son are completely different in their homeschooling high school journey. Like I was saying, he did not use the sunlight. He did not use, well, I shouldn't say that. Last year, I tailored his um, his curriculum in ninth grade for him. It was 
sunlight, but very somewhat, <laughs> I say. I just picked out some of the books and some of the schedule from there and kind of did our own thing because the amount of reading in that was not um, going to work for him. So like I said, he is definitely our techie guy. And so, you know, math and science are easy for him. For my daughter, they're the worst thing in the world. So like they really are like the yin and the yang, the flip and the flop, right? I have to sort of tailor things differently, which is the beauty of homeschooling. Because then next year, I've got my spirited 13-year-old who will be in high school. And that's going to be a whole nother ball game because he learns completely different completely differently so we'll see what happens but um homeschooling high school does not have to be scary it does not have to be intimidating I know that it naturally is for most of us but with God in control you will be fine and if he wants you to homeschool like I've said if he wants you to homeschool he will equip you if he wants you to homeschool high school he will equip you he will give you the tools he will give you the resources but you need to pray you need to be in the word it's not like he's just going to do it you need to communicate with him right you need to be listening for his voice you need to be following his lead you need to be um, in that relationship with him where you are able to hear his voice above all the noise because it's a noisy world out there become a homeschooler it's even noisier become a high school homeschooler it's even noisier right everybody's telling you do this you have to do this you have to do that oh my goodness it's not that difficult it can be simple like I realize that now I realize that that there's there is a lot of unnecessary stress that we put on ourselves and worse that we put on our children I want them to think I want them to learn I want them to grow I want them to know the Lord right? Those things are the most important thing to me. And I have no desire to fill them up on classes, to look good on their transcript, to fill them up on activities, to make them look good on their transcript. I desire to raise an adult who loves the Lord above all and is going to use the gifts in um, their life to glorify him in all they do and it may not be an easy road to get there there may be decisions that we make out of high school that may feel like we're going you know maybe this was the wrong thing but that's all part of it if I look back on my journey I was a homeschooled uh, my college decisions were all over the place I ended up going to three different colleges before I graduated had a lot of turmoil in college but look God had me all along and I turned out okay. So I always have to remember that he is in control in the straight path and in the path that is going to take a lot of twists and turns. It's not going to be easy. There will be difficulties. It's part of the journey. So homeschooling high school may not be easy, but if that's what God wants you to do, he's going to work through it all. So I hope this encouraged you a little bit. Like I said, I didn't want to get on here and say, this is how to do it. I know a lot of people ask me questions and they say, how do you do it? This is how we did it. This is how we're doing it. But it's not how you have to do it. But if it encourages you or it maybe makes you think a little bit differently or it, it sparks maybe um, a question that you never thought of before, then wonderful. Um, and I, I hope that it would mostly just point you to Jesus again. 
point you to God, the one who is in control of your life and your child's life. Get on your knees and pray every day. If you want to know what's the most important thing that you can do for your homeschool or your homeschool, high school, get on your knees and pray. Seek the Lord. Ask him. So I hope that encouraged you today. Thank you guys for listening. I want to tell you before I end that right now we have registration for the Simply Living for Him Women's Gathering in Wilson, North Carolina, which is just a few weeks away. It's January 11th and 12th. It's a Friday evening and a Saturday morning and afternoon. I would love to see you there. Tickets are on sale right now for $25. Treat yourself to a little Christmas gift. Why don't you come and spend the time with us? It's going to be amazing. My friend Jackie is coming um, with me. She's going to help um, with some of the speaking. I'll be giving several sessions about being a woman in the word, getting rid of the clutter in our lives, mental and physical, and seeking Jesus above all. So if you want to give yourself a little gift for the new year, come on out and enjoy our um, time of renewal and refocus and refreshment. I would love to see you there. You can go to simplylivingforhim.com slash events, or you can find the link on the podcast um, episode webpage for this episode, or just go to simplylivingforhim.com. You'll find it there as well. So thank you for listening. Until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.